This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. Let's get into this conversation now with Julia Mahoro, who's a practicing attorney and founder at J.M. Mahoro Attorneys. Speaking to us about how family homes are divided amongst families. That is really the legal question that we have this morning. Good morning to you, Julia. Thanks for your time. Good morning. How are you? Good. How are you? Okay, thanks. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. I hope you have a fabulous, fabulous one. So, um, Julia, when we speak about, you know, and I'm, I think we've put this question in such an interesting manner that people would wonder, what are we speaking to? But of course, we are speaking about how um, f- law, family homes can be divided, right? And I'd like to find out from you then, what yes. does the law say about family homes and how the family homes can be divided? Uh, good morning to the listeners. Uh, thank you for having me on the show. Uh, you know, uh, disputes normally comes when a one person dies, especially the breadwinner. So when a person dies without a will, it's very difficult for the family because of now people start fighting for who's going to inherit. In terms of the law, when one dies without a will, we say that person has died interstate. So meaning the interstate law is going to decide how do their family assets are going to be divided. So I think most people don't understand that with regards to the law. So then we look then at, you know, when somebody has passed the importance of a will, I suppose, in this case then. And how important then is it? Yeah, go ahead, Julia. I'm saying when someone dies with a will, they indicate who their in-state executor is going to be. Executor is a person responsible for dividing the assets according to their wishes. And then this is normally entrusted to the person that they trust the most to handle their affairs. Without a will, this thing will fall into the hands of the master of the high court. You've now spoken about interstate, right? Please just explain yes. what that particular term means. Okay, interstate is when a person dies without leaving a will. Okay, so if they don't have a will, then the court takes over or the state yes. takes over? yes. And that is usually when you see these battles happening within families. Yes. So what it basically means, it means your money, belongings are divided to how the Lord prescribes. Like I said, is the interstate section eight. And then it's it divided the estate amongst the close relative in order of their relations. So meaning at the first top, we're going to have the spouse. Mm-hmm. So the spouse can inherit everything when there are no children involved and inherit the entire estate. So that's uh, like straightforward. Like <laughs> there's no dispute there. Okay. So the spouse will then inherit the entire estate if there are no children. But if there are children, it would be the spouse. And then would we then go by ranking of firstborn, secondborn, thirdborn? Let's say there are three children. Or would it be that each child will get an equal amount? Or okay. All four if it is the spouse and the children, okay, depending on the marital regime of the of their marriage. So if it's for example as in community of property, then the, the spouse is gonna inherit fifty percent uh, of the estate value. And then the children they're gonna get uh, whatever is left. But then 
sometimes you get that the estate is too little, for example, uh, depending on the minimum uh, value that is set by the minister from time to time. So if you find that the estate is below 250,000, meaning the children won't be able to get anything, the entire amount is going to go to the spouse. And then if, for example, we say the estate is 260,000, uh, meaning the 250 will go to the spouse, and then the remaining 10,000 will be divided equally among the, the children. Hmm. Is there a way, Julia, and I, I suppose then this is also where the contestation comes, is there a way where if the spouse gets the money, um, like you've mentioned now, right? Let's say the estate is two hundred and fifty thousand, right? Two hundred and sixty thousand. The spouse gets two fifty, while the children will then get the ten thousand. Is there a way, if the person didn't leave a will, for the children to contest that the spouse gets so much, so that they too are able to have an equal share? No, 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 no. They cannot contest the uh, the spouse because of that is the law. That's the minimum value set by the minister. So that one they cannot contest. Even if they try to contest, they won't win. They will be just wasting their money. And then if they are not yes. married in community of property? And then it's out of community of property? Yeah. What happens then? Okay. I think they will, that's when they will have an ANC anti-natural contract. And I think in most cases, people, when they do marry out of community of property, they tend to have wealth. Unlike most people that marry in community of property. People who marry in community of property, I think sometimes they just leave things as they are. And then they will say, okay, uh, my wife will get. And then, but sometimes against dispute come when, because if we're speaking about when people, uh, when someone dies and does not leave a will. The problem again that we face most of the time is when one person dies and then they were fighting with their spouses and they still marry in community of property, they go and make a will wherein it's not a valued well. It's an invalid well when they try to exclude their spouses now out of the assets that they need to in, or they're entitled to because they are fighting. Now they change the will, think that, thinking that the will will surpass the law. The law is the law. All right. So, I mean, having these conversations are quite important. But, I mean, some people will be concerned. I mean, we've seen inheritance. Um, we've seen people being killed for their inheritance but how is important is it for parents to be having these conversations with their children that we've I've got a will um this is where i've put it or yeah how important are those kind of legal conversations it's extremely important it's very important i think when someone is growing up a will because i'm thinking oh it's, it's common knowledge that we come from different households mm. and as parents as partners we do see like the families that we come from so when drafting a will in order to avoid dispute, I think it's best to have, when you're still alive, call a family meeting, put your children in your spouse down, and say, okay, in the event that I pass this away, I'm thinking this is how I'm going to dispose of my assets. I'm going to leave the house to the mother, subject to the children living in the house. Or I'm going to pass the house to the firstborn child that is, is going to remain in the family, is going to uh, be passed from the first grandson from generation to generation, subject to that other siblings and the grandchildren are given a user for it, that they can still use the property. And people like, start fighting over the properties because things are set in place when the one's still alive. 
All right. We are in conversation with Julia Mami Mahoro, who is a practicing attorney and the founder of JM Mahoro Attorneys. We are speaking about how to divide assets, but also the legal question that we're really asking is how family homes are divided amongst families, especially when someone has passed away. You too can ask your question by sending us a WhatsApp text or voice note on 83 um, Questions, comments that you may have for, Ju- for Julia, you can also send us an X at Power FM 987 at underscore. If you've just joined us, welcome to it. Um, Julia, thanks so much for staying with us. I'd like to find out from you that what if there are disagreements, right, over how to divide the inherited land? Now, this between siblings, not even between, you know, the family members, but between siblings. So Haibe, there's more than two. I suppose with two siblings, it, it will be a bit easier. But if there's it's more easier. than that, um, how would they, how would, if they, the disputes are there and the disagreements, um, what happens and how can it be resolved? I think that's what I'm saying. Sometimes um, when people do leave uh, land, they say, uh, this land, I leave it to all my children. Uh, I think that's where people make an error because you find sometimes how big is the land that you're leaving to children? How many children do you have? Mm-hmm. And is it able? I, I, I will they be able to divide it equally? You understand? Because mm-hmm. sometimes you find that sometimes even the law does not even allow for certain lands to be uh, divided. You need to get permission from the minister or the local councillor. So there's some something sometimes as best as um, the parents or whoever has the more uh, uh, enough estate to decide when they're still alive, which one of my children is the responsible one, I'm going to give this land to one person who's going to be able to take care of the race, the taxes, and the municipality and whatnot, and take care of the land, subject to other children of the family being able to use it. You understand? Like, that's why certain clauses are very important in wealth. Um, so um... Sorry, sorry, carry on, Julia. Sorry, we just keep losing you a little bit here and there. But you can continue your point. Yes, uh, like I said, because I'm saying like the law sometimes does not allow, does not allow for lands to split. And so you need to get certain permission. So it can be very costly and uh, time consuming and frustrating that time you're dealing with the loss of a loved one, like in siblings. And I think again, in those circumstances, when uh, siblings are fighting, they don't understand it's again very easier to get an independent person, a mediator, can be very useful. Mm. A neutral person that can counsel all the siblings about the estate administration processes and then how the land split and the process and explain and make things easier for them to decide, okay, we are leaving this land to this person subject to this. Maybe they can even enter into an agreement. So um, we've got a question here on whatsapp says please ask if there's a will how long would it take to wind up the estate no way <laughs> <laughs> no, normally they say it should take like uh, six months but because of the backlog with the master's office it it can take uh, to up to a year or even longer depending on the how large the estate is sure so it does take quite some time, um, really depending on, like you say, how large the estate is. Another question that we have on WhatsApp, Julia, um, on 0833037093, is Temba from Gwandebele in Fontaine. He says, I've seen a show called Gugutila on a pay TV channel. It made me realize how easy it is for families 
to be in conflict over property. I think it's quite important for these conversations to be had. So what happens when a homeowner dies without having stated in legal papers who should take over the ownership of the house? This mostly happens in black families, especially in rural and township areas. Julia? Okay. And like I said, when someone dies and tried a will, it means that person dies in case state. So meaning the law will prescribe. Like I said, the first person, if the person died without, with their spouse, the spouse will get everything. If they were children, it's going to get the spouse, going to get, depending on the marital regimes, going to get half of the estate or whichever is greater 250 to divide it with the children. The spouse must always get what is more. And then if there's no spouse, only the children, is, and the, I mean, like when there's no spouse, mean the person died without being married. So meaning the children is going to inherit everything, is going to be divided equally amongst the children. So when, if there are no children, that's when it's going to go to the extended family. We're going to start with the grandparents, depending who's still alive, who's not. So it goes down from there. All right. No, I get that. What then are some of the tips that you may have, um, Julia, for navigating inherited property splits, especially between siblings? Okay. I think, um, for example, they're not getting along with everybody. I think the best way, if they're not coming into party, nobody wants to sacrifice uh, I think it's best to get just valuate the um the value of the assets. Like okay, you divide up the asset based on their value. Then again, you can instruct your executor to divide them equally how they see fit. Because if you can see an eye to eye, because sometimes you find this cash, some people find there's no cash, they only cash. And then again, uh, on the third part, they can also say, okay, since we are not getting along with only who must get what. Then they can instruct the executor to sell everything and distribute the proceeds to the beneficiaries equally. Uh, we're taking your voice notes mm-hmm. on zero eight three three zero three seven zero nine three. You can also drop us an X at Power FM nine eight seven at Achi underscore. Yeah, morning team. Um, I, I just wanted to ask us Julia uh, um, about something. This is Kavala from Rustenbeck. If it happens that someone has uh, a girlfriend and a child, um, but still supporting uh, um, the family structure whereby he comes from, let's say his younger sister or older sister, and it happens that person passes on, um, what happens to the inheritance? Does it go to the girlfriend or does it also get shared with the, the remaining sister that was getting um, support from me? Thank you. Bye. All right. Thank you for that. An important question there, Julia. The question is, um, if the person, if let's say this guy has got a girlfriend and a child and he is also supporting his sister or a family member, when he dies, what happens to his estate? Um, or to the inheritance, would it be, would it go to his girlfriend and the child, or would it go to the sister that he was still supporting, or his immediate family? No, like I said, because there's no spouse, it goes to the children. So meaning the child will have to inherit the whole estate unless he leaves the will. That's why wills are very important. Because if he dies and then he's supporting other people and there's no will in terms of the law, the child in this case goes to the child. Only the child will benefit in this instance. So even if they're not married, so if like, this guy and the, the, this lady, even if they're not married um, and they've got this child, the child will still get the inheritance or the estate? Yes, I think that law of the illegitimate child is no longer applicable. It doesn't matter. All the children, whether born out of marriage or married, they, can, they are entitled to 
benefit to or to inherit the estate. It doesn't matter if they are born out of wedlock. Okay, interesting. So then, um, is it possible to buy out a sibling of a shared property? Yes, it's very possible because I think in those cases it happens when one person wants the cash and the other siblings wants to keep the property. And I think most of the time it happens it happens like that. You find the other siblings, they only want cash. They don't care about the property or they just don't want to be part of the property. So what you do, you, get, um, you must just evaluate the value of the house. You get the net value of the property and then you minus all the debts and you get the value. And then I think you'll just buy the arm out of the house depending how many siblings they are. Um, another question on WhatsApp says, Hi, Julia and Tsicho. What happens if you've contributed to the property at home when your parent passes? Do your siblings have a claim over it? So, for example, if you build an extra garage in the yard. If your parents have property, so when they die, all of you, all the children, they need to, you're going to inherit equally. Unless you bring a claim to court and you let the court decide saying uh, this is how much I contributed I deserve but you won't be able to get the garage so maybe they'll say they'll pay out but depending on the judge and your reasons for fighting your siblings over that garage that you built. I mean it would be quite interesting and it's maybe a little bit petty right to be fighting over something that you built for your yeah. parents' <laughs> house especially if it's if they've got a will you don't really have much of a say as to what happens there. Yeah, and I think that's why you get, like, most wills, they get contested, saying uh, the parents were not in on the sound mind, or this is not a real a will, they fight over it, because uh, you find that you as uh, the other sibling, you contributed more than the other siblings, then you feel like, because whenever you have contributed more than the others, then the house should belong to you, and uh, that's not what the law says. Mm. And how how... Oh quickly after the person has passed is the will then released i think immediately immediately when you become aware of that there's a will you need to just go to the master present it to the master because the master is the one that needs to approve it and again what i've also realized now what i've come to notice is that most people for example the parents they just write a letter i will nobody signs it and whatnot and then it becomes very difficult for the master to say, is this where the true intention of the testator that they wanted these things to be distributed this house? So that's what I'm thinking. It's always best if you want to draw up a will uh, to just get legal advice. And we've got institutions now like SME and others that do wills for free. And then you can also, because if I don't know if they're done by attorneys or what, but then you can always just get someone just to check it, that it is, is it in compliance with the rules on the law? so that you can just avoid this dispute when one passes away. Just make sure that you will it's and complying with in terms of the law. Because you find sometimes you just have the will, just why you want things to be distributed because it's not complying, you find that okay, they not they don't they don't won't follow it. They're gonna uh, follow the interstate rule. She's a practicing attorney and founder of JM Mahoro Attorneys. We're speaking about really estates and how to um, you know, how the division that would then happen with your estate. I think the best thing that you know can really happen when you've got an estate and you've got children, or even if you don't have children, you know, um, write a will so that there isn't fighting, infighting with families um, about the about uh, what will actually happen.
you know, um, with what belongs to you. So that number once again is 072-150-4000. They are based in Pretorius Street um, in Pretoria. The building is 250 Building, Pretoria Street, Office 0513. Um, And that's where you'll be able to get in touch with her um, and be able to speak to her in case you need that number once again, 072-150-4000. J.M. Mahoro Attorneys based in Pretoria. But you can give Julia a call, send her a WhatsApp message. And really just if there's more questions that you may have for her, let her be able to assist you via that way. You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.